Let's stand together and honor our brother. Thank you. Awesome. Praise God. It's great to be in Kitty Kitty, Excite Christian Center, and Paul and Ruth just love your pastors. Great, great, um, great couple. And uh, I met Paul a few years ago, well, quite a few years ago now, and uh, in Moito at a leadership meeting, and we just hit it off, and uh, we're still hitting it off. Hey, and uh, great, just just a great couple. Good to be here, and uh, love love the north. Grew up just over the hill in the best part of the world, uh, Kaikohe. And, uh, but my parents um, um, retired here in Kitty Kitty. Um, they used to go to the Kitty Kitty AOG and Charlie and Elaine uh, Inslee there, 62 years married, yeah, and uh, they're good friends of my parents, uh, you know, so there's some friends here that are, you know, generational families, uh, the Vanderlindens, the Nelsons uh, from Kaikwe, and so, uh, yeah, we go back a long way, and uh, a lot of water has come. Flowing under the bridge, I should say. And, um, but God is still God, amen? amen. And he's still uh, on the throne, amen? amen. And uh, no matter what we go through, he will never leave us nor forsake us. So um, you're talking about, uh, we're talking about the jaywalk, amen? Jaywalk, I remember Pastor Ruth, she emailed me and said, we're doing a, a theme uh, called the jaywalk about Jesus, and the life of Jesus and your, or, or, the, or the series and your theme will be the people's person. And I always uh, thought about jaywalk. Remember jaywalking? Yeah. <laughs> and when I read that jaywalking, it was kind of illegal, eh? You couldn't jaywalk? You know, we still do it, jaywalk across the street. They used to call it jaywalking. And I can't jaywalking. So I better not bring an illegal message this morning. <laughs> But I'll bring a message um, about Jesus, because that's what it's all about, eh? And he was a people's person. Well, he was. He, he created us. And uh, he knew what he was doing when he created us, amen? So, uh, obviously, he knew us. And in Philippians, it, he, 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 he never counted it as a loss, as, as Paul said, that he was God and man. But he never counted it as a loss, jumping out of his throne or, or stepping down from his throne and becoming like you and I. That's what it says. He, he, never, he, he never counted it as a loss of, of, of arriving on earth. Um, in the form of a man, it says that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And so, he, 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 when, he, when he connected with people, I should say, he, um, to businessmen, he talked about business issues. He went to farmers, he talked about farming, he, he spoke in parables and all that kind of stuff. And there's a story in, in, in the Bible, a well-known story, we probably all know this, about the, the woman, the Samaritan woman at the well, we all know that in John 4. Jesus was leaving Judea, he just finished some ministry there with his disciples, and he was, he, he, he was going through a place called Sychar. Now Sychar was a Samaritan town where Samaritans lived. And if you know the history between Samaritans and Jews, they had the same papa, meaning they had a family tree that connected. The Samaritans were half Jews, but the Jews hated them. If you were a Samaritan, they classed you as a dog. Gee. <laughs> and they were cousins. They were related. So they, 
passed through Samaria, uh, um, passed through, um, uh, sorry, uh, Sychar, and um, Jesus got a bit tired and he was a bit thirsty, so he, he, they came across a well called Jacob's Well. So he sits down and his disciples say, well, we're going and get some McDonald's or Burger King, and, and you just have a, have a sit here. So he's sitting here at the well, and he's just a bit weary of his travel, and the Samaritan woman comes to the well, and the well in, in, was at the center of the town. It was the, the place of life where people drew water. Um, everyone went there to draw water. So she's drawing water, and Jesus says, hey, can I have a drink? Give me a drink because he's got nothing to draw from. And she's sort of perplexed and puzzled, and uh, she's wondering, why are you a Jew asking me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink. Because Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. So there's, you know, and Jesus say, said, if you know, knew who I was and the gift that I carry, you'd be asking me for a drink. Bingo, connection. Where's the connection? It's around the well. It's around the water. He's connecting with it. It's around water. And she's going, what? If, who are you? If you knew who I was, you asked me for a drink. See, Jesus is weary, he's thirsty, physically his body is weary while he's a man. And naturally he's thirsty, but spiritually this woman's thirsty. Her soul's empty. She's lost. And she's puzzled about it. And she goes, hey. And Jesus said, if you knew who I was, I'd give you a drink. You'd ask me for a drink. And the water I give you will be like living water. So she's puzzled. See, you've got to understand, Jesus was born into a society that was really steeped in tradition. Jewish tradition was steeped as, there was law everywhere, rules for this, rules for that. And there were so many laws. When Jesus got to town, there was about 640 laws. Just imagine keeping all out. I'm flat out trying to keep one. <laughs> so is there, all these laws, see, under Jewish uh, uh, law, Jesus was a rabbi. See, under Jewish law, Jews weren't allowed to mix with Samaritans. There was no way. Samaritans were from the other side of town, but they were related. How bad is that? They were blood. They were cousins, cousins. But they weren't allowed to mix See, what Jesus does through this water, through this common ground, one's thirsty physically, one's thirsty spiritually, through this common ground, he's busting open tradition. He busts straight through the racial, straight through. There's a Jew and a Samaritan talking together. Not only that, it's a, he's a Jewish rabbi male. See, if you were a rabbi, you could not talk to any woman in your congregation on the main street. So Rabbi Paul here, he goes downtown on Monday. One of the ladies is walking down the street. There's no way, woman, that you could talk to your rabbi. It's Jewish law. It's against the law. You couldn't do that. Not only that, Rabbi Paul. Check this one out, Ruth. Under Jewish law, Rabbi Paul could not even talk to his own missus on the main street 
Oh, kitty, kitty. That's under Jewish law. His own missus on the main streets. If they had a fight that morning, it'd be all right. <laughs> That'd be cool, eh? Hey, not allowed to talk to you. I'm not talking to you. You're not allowed to talk to me anyway. <laughs> so get tough. Wouldn't that be cool? You wouldn't have to walk across the other side of the street. Walk straight past. Don't say hello. You know, it's all that kind of stuff. Not only that, Ruth, he could not even talk. He wouldn't be allowed to talk to Chloe or Jane. Oh, no, he could talk to Jane because he's a bloke. <laughs> or Carmel, you, you, you wouldn't be allowed to. Under. So what happens? He just blasts the gender issue out of the water. Just blasts it back through connection. Just blasts it out. Not only that, you get the social issue here because, you know, we all say when we read about this woman at the well that she came from the wrong side of town. <laughs> you know, the other side? It's the kind of lady that you don't want to hang around with. <laughs> well, that's my perspective on it. I may be wrong. wouldn't know until I get to heaven. <laughs> but why do I say that? Because obviously... Whether we, she was from the wrong side of town or what is the wrong side of town, I don't know. Whether she is from anywhere in Saika, who cares? The fact is she had a deficit and it was a relational, a relational deficit. Well, what do you say that day? Well, she had five blokes. She said, oh, I've had five, oh, Jesus said, you've had five husbands. Just to cut a long story short, you've had five husbands and the one you're living with now is not your husband. So obviously, there's a deficit, a relation, a relational thing. But Jesus is not worried about that. He just smashes the whole social issue, you know? I'm from the wrong side of town. I'm from the right side of town. I wear the right clothes. I say the right things. He just smashed that all out. So through that common ground, through that water, just common ground, this, this lady connects with the Messiah, a man who became a man, connects with him and goes, wow, wow. She's that excited. She leaves her water pot, runs into town, tells all her cousins they have revival. Simple as that. Through connection. He's a people's person. He knew how to connect. And I just want to take us through a story here. So uh, if you've got your Bibles or your iPad or your iPhone or your Facebook page, uh, <laughs> turn to John 8. John chapter 8. It's funny, um, when I was pastoring in Whangarei, you know, we we're living in technology and uh, this times of technology and uh, you, you have the young fellows and they're all on their Facebook at the end of the at back of the church and they're you know texting each other and you know and they're like that didn't really bother me I don't care as far as I'm concerned they're there and they're gonna listen to me for an hour so who cares anyway one of the ushers uh, she was on the door and she came up she said Dave I told them to turn their phones off because you you were preaching they turned around and told me to get stuffed And, and, and she's waiting for my response, you know, go down and march them out and say, don't you talk to my ushers like that, blah, 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 you do all that kind of stuff. What shall I do about it, Dave? I said, defriend them. <laughs> yeah. 
She expects me to go down and tell them. I'm not going to tell them. I'll just defriend them. <laughs> anyway, John 8. John 8. Now, this is a remarkable story here. There's a bit of controversial issues. There's, there's issues going around town because this Jesus has turned up. Amen. And he's, he's just blasting law and he's blasting tradition and he's just blasting it out. And, 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 and the Jews can't handle it. So he has to get away to the Mount of Olives, and all the all, all Mount of Olives is, is just a mountain with olive trees on. Um, that's all it is. And we probably try and put a, a, a spiritual connotation about Jesus sat on the Mount of Olives. All it is was a mountain with olive trees. <laughs> the significant part about it is he wept from there over Jerusalem. Now that's a big deal. But don't get tied up with the Mount of Olives. What's olive mean? I don't know. I don't even like them. <laughs> so John 8. And let's have a look at this. Amen. amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. You happy in church? Yeah. Hallelujah. Keep smiling. I hear a lot of Christians say, yeah, I done this, I done that in the world. I did this in the world. Then I got saved. Now I'm miserable. I say, stay in the world. <laughs> John 8. Let's just pick it up, amen? Here, in, Let's pick it up in verse 2 here, John 8, um, verse 2. So there he, he returns from the Mount of Olives, but early the next morning he was back again at the temple, meaning back at church. And a crowd soon gathered, and he sat down and taught them. So he's there at church, amen, similar to this. The synagogue was the center place of the Jewish community. Everyone went to church on a Sunday, just like, just like the islands, bro. We spent three months in, in Rarotonga. Everyone goes to church on a Sunday. Everyone. Church is a huge deal, man. Everyone goes to church. Live like the devil on, from Monday to Friday. You know, Andrew, agree with me? I'm not telling you, I'm not joking about it. And then come Sunday, everyone goes to church. Everyone. So everyone goes to church. In the Jewish community, everyone went to church. They knew the old covenant. They knew the old, old scriptures off by it. Even today, you get any Jew, any, you know, uh, a genuine Jew, they can quote the Old Testament word by word. Bam. They're taught that. And so they go to church. So Jesus is on the preaching roster today. So he comes in. And the rabbi, the rabbi would sit down. He wouldn't preach from a pulpit. He would sit down because the rabbi wanted to get on the same level as the people. So he'd come in with his scroll or his tablets of stone or whatever they did back then. And he'd sit down and he'd talk on the same level. So this is the setting. So Jesus goes in and he, he, he sits down and taught them. Amen. Look at verse 3. As he was speaking, the teachers of religious law, it gets really interesting here. <laughs> and uh, we should have a movie of this, eh? Man, Hollywood will make big bucks. As he was speaking, the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. They put her in the front of the crowd. Now, this is the ultimate humiliation. The ultimate. We know that, you know, we, we did that at school. Amen. Stand up. And you'd stand up in front of the class and you'd feel so humiliated. And the teacher would make it his point to humiliate you. 
and you're standing up. So here's this woman caught in the act of the adultery. Here's the religious teachers, the rabbis of the day, and Pharisees. They brought her in, and they stand her in front of probably their cousins, their family members. Oh, what has Mary done now? Or what has Julie done now? No, I told her to leave that bloke alone. So not only is she humiliated, her family is. See, ultimate, ultimate humiliation. Now, you've got to understand Jewish regime or Jewish setup in that, that, that time. There were four sectors. There were the Sanhedrin. Now, the Sanhedrin were like the mafia, you know. You never messed with these guys. They were like, they were, they, they, they were the, the, the system over Israel. They were under Roman rule but they had their own sort of government. So there was the Sanhedrin. Paul the apostle, he belonged to the Sanhedrin. They were responsible for stoning Stephen. So this lady is on the road to be taken outside the city and stoned. That's the ultimate. That, that Sanhedrin, they just did that. They would stone you, muck around, man, bang. They would take you down. And then there were the Sadducees. Now, the Sadducees were the sort of the upper-class Jews. You and I, the common bloke, you and I, Paul, we wouldn't be able to go to church with them. Amen? Sadducees. Amen? They also didn't believe in life after death. That's why they were sad, you see? That's pretty good, eh? And then there were the scribes. The scribes were the journalists of the law. You know, they wrote the law. You know, if you wanted something printed, printed, you went to the scribe. They were writers. And then there were the Pharisees. Now, the Pharisees were on deck here today. They're the ones that were coming and say, hey, Jesus, thus says the law. So they, they were like the orators of the law. They would stand down like the town criers. They would stand on the, the, the corner of Honeke Road and say, Tihe wa Maori ora. No, no, just saying. <laughs> but they would. They would say that. They would quote, quote scripture and say, thus says the Lord. Real show ponies, really, as far as I was concerned, anyway. <laughs> so here's, here's, here's verse 4. She's feeling humiliated. I want a Sunday morning, whatever day it was. They said to Jesus, this woman was caught in adultery. Let's go hey, in the act of adultery. Verse 4. The law, here it comes. Jesus, the law of Moses says to stone her, her to stone her. What do you say? So they want to just sort of, you know, that's law. Under Jewish law, bro, you get caught in the act. You're out, over the, out, out of the walls of the city, picking up rocks, taking to the rubbish dump there. The ultimate, ultimate humiliation. Stand you in front of the synagogue. Say hooray to your cousins. Sanhedrin will take you outside the city and stone you to death. Ooh, that's a harsh system to be born into. And that's what Jesus was born into. And he knew that there was a cry from the heart of humanity. We can't live under this, do this and do that. And Jesus came. He came to fulfill it. What we couldn't fulfill. There's no way. Hallelujah. Praise God. Verse 6, they were trying to trap him into saying something 
they could use against him. But Jesus just ignored them. He stooped down and he wrote something in the ground. And you can take that, you know. Uh, our rabbis used to talk, teach when they're on the beach and used to write into the sound, sand and, you know. But it was concrete floor. It was in the temple. But he was just ignoring them, really. He was just went down there and just playing noughts and crosses. I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> so they're trying to, uh, 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 um, you know, trap him, and he stooped down. They kept demanding, verse 7, an answer. So he stood up. He said, okay. Give us your hand. Come up here. Come up here. Put your Bible down. Here's your hand. Turn around. So he stood up. He said, okay. You want an answer? So he stood up. And he looks at the lady. Okay, okay, this is just role play. <laughs> and he looks at the, the rabbis of that day. And at that moment, he stood up, he's on the same level as this woman. I feel your pain, sister. I feel, I know what you're going through. I feel your pain. It's going to be all right. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. I feel your pain. This is, the, this is God. This is God who became man. And he's feeling the pain. He says, okay. Which one is without sin in this place? Cast the first stone. The only one qualified to actually put this lady to death was Jesus himself. He's the only one without sin. So he's standing on the skills level. He said, I got you. I got your number. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> Here I am. Praise God. Why did Jesus say this, man? I mean, he's, a, he's, he, he, he's actually a rabbi teacher of the law. He wasn't, he wasn't disregarding the law. Amen. See, the law came through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus. See what I mean? He was just bringing grace and truth. He wasn't disregarding. He was just fulfilling what you and I could not do. Stop trying, like Pastor Ruth said, being a good Christian. Just look at Jesus. And he'll do the rest for you. Do the rest. Just look at him. Lord, I can't do this anymore. Yippee, I can work on you now. Yippee, I can work through you now. Of course you can't do it. Of course you can't do it, adulterer. Of course you can't do it, car thief. Of course you can't do it, unforgiveness person. When you say you can't forgive, I can forgive through you. I will give you the power to do it. I will give you the power to forgive your neighbor, to forgive your brother. I will give you the power to get over anything you need to get over. Because that's why I came. That's why I came to town. Praise God. Glory. Hallelujah. Go to Hebrews 4. 
Why could Jesus do this? Well, well, you know why? Because he was a mere man like you and I. He became and he felt your pain. He feels what you're going through. Go to Hebrews 4. Oh, praise God for his word. Amen. Amen. Verse 14. What does it say here? So then, since we have a great high priest, who's that? Jesus. Who has entered heaven, Jesus. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. Look at verse 15. This high priest, Jesus, who understands our weaknesses. Wow. For he faced all of the same weaknesses you and I face. All of the same temptations you and I face on a daily basis. He was just without sin. But he understands the temptation. He understands the weaknesses. That's why he came as a man. Oh, church. Hallelujah. He came from heaven to earth to show the way. There was a song in the 70s that came out. From the earth to the cross, our debt. He's paid the debt, man. Put the rocks down and stop stoning yourselves. Put the hammer down. When I was pastoring, I had guys come in, I'm this, I'm that. I used to say, they come into my office, I'm this, I'm that, I'm that, I'm this. I need to do this. What do you say, pastor? I say, first, put the hammer down, boy. You're killing yourself. Put the hammer down, man. No, I feel bad. I've got to go to church. haven't been for three weeks. Well, if you feel bad, go for a jet ski. <laughs> Take a break. Take a chill pill. Relax. Whether you come to church or not, Jesus loves you. He's done the work. I'm not counting the roll when you walk in. When the roll be called up yonder, I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll be there. When the roll be called up yonder, I'll be there. You're there. Roll call. Poor Whitehead. Yes. You're there. You're on the roll. You're in the book. Amen. Chill out. Relax. Enjoy life. The enemy comes at you, reminds you of your past, just remind him of his future. Come on. Come on, church. Come on. Who are you, bro? Lay it on you. Come on. It's like a flea on your neck. Get out of here. Don't be like that. You've already been done. My king destroyed you. Hallelujah. From the cross to the grave, from the grave to the sky, Lord, we lift your name on high. That's the only sacrifice you and I have to make is thank you, Jesus. That's all you have to do is thank him. That's all. Oh, I don't have to go and preach on the corner. Well, if you're not a preacher, don't bother because you'll bore everyone to death. If you're not a preacher, don't preach. Well, shall I go and sing? I've got a song in my heart, but you're not really a singer. You've got a song in your heart. Well, just sing, but don't actually sing because you're hopeless. <laughs> you ever met these Christians? They get saved. Honest. 
they get saved and they think they want to be in the music team, so you have an audition. They go, Igil and Tracho, the Lord is so real. I got a song in my heart, Pastor. You got a song in your heart, but it's not for the stage. Come on. And they get all offended and they leave the church. God, cut it out. He doesn't recognize my gift. Well, you haven't got one. Come on. Yeah, but well, not for that anyway. You might have administration gift, you know. Or start counting the dollars or whatever. You might be good at that. You know, just, just get your one big thing and be good at it. Don't try and be everything in the church. The music director. Don't Definitely don't try and be the pastor. I mean, who wants to be a pastor? I had a guy ring me up and he said, look, can you be my mentor? I said, what, what do you want to do? I want to be a pastor. I said, oh, you sure? <laughs> anyway, moving right along. Hallelujah. So when the accusers, go to verse 9, when the accusers heard this, they slipped away. They couldn't, they actually couldn't condemn this woman. Wow. These scholars of the law who knew the law inside out couldn't, couldn't condemn this woman. Stand up again, Ruthie, baby. Stand up, girl. Jesus, he stood up again. And he said, Gil, hey, sister, where are those who condemn you? Did they condemn you? Oh, no. No, Jesus. They're, they're gone. They couldn't really pass judgment. And here's the guy, the one, the only one that could have passed judgment. The only rabbi that never sinned, that could have taken her out the walls of the city under Jewish law and stoned her to death, said, neither do I. Mm. Go! Go and be free. Just imagine when she walked into that synagogue, she felt condemned, but she was actually unbeknown to her, her walking into the throne room of grace throne room of grace and she obtained mercy in her time of need God bless you church Hallelujah. just have every head bowed and every eye closed you might know Jesus but Jesus knows you Jesus came into the world not to condemn the world but through him that the world may be saved does anyone here doesn't know Jesus I'm not going to ask you to come up and do a no, no, I just, just want you to lift your hand. I'll just start over to my left, your right. Just lift your hand. If you don't know Jesus, you say, Jesus, I need to know who you are. Is there anyone here? Just anyone here, my left? Just think about it. Today, he's with you. Today, you are in the throne room of grace. See, the local church is really a church that portrays the goodness of God. It's not a judgmental place. It shouldn't be anyway. And it's not a condemnation place. It's a place that 
portrays the goodness of God. Is there anyone here on my left or right? Hallelujah. What about in the middle? You can just raise your hand. Is there anyone here? Hallelujah. Praise God. What about to my right? Your left. Anyone? Praise God. You're all born again. That's cool. Hallelujah. Think about it. Today, today, Jesus Christ never, never condemns. He only delivers. He sets free. Hallelujah. Praise God. God bless you, church.